Christmas number one rewind, a podcast charting every Christmas number one chart battle ever with Tom Eames. It's Christmas! Welcome to part three of Christmas number one rewind. This time we'll go back to the golden age of the Christmas number one race, the 1970s, glam rock, festive classics, and novelty aplenty. 1970 was an intriguing, if rather forgettable race, starting a theme of grandparent-related songs that would continue ten years later. Dad's Army's Clive Dunn was at number six with Grandad and number one the following year. Same old dream ten years away Thinking Now my days are gone Memories linger on Thoughts of when I was a boy Glenn Campbell released a cover version of the 1958 Christmas number one Conway Twitty's It's Only Make Believe and he almost did it again but finished at number four for Christmas No one Neil Diamond's breakthrough UK single, Cracklin' Rosie, was at number three. Cracklin' Rose, you're a store-bought woman, but you make me sing like a guitar humming. So hang on to me, girl, our song keeps running on. Play it now, play it now, play it now, my baby, Cracklin' Rose, and make me a smile. And the runners-up that year were McGuinness Flint's featuring Tom McGuinness from Manfred Mann with their debut single, When I'm Dead and Gone. The first Christmas number one of the decade went to former Love Sculptor member Dave Edmonds with his version of Smiley Lewis's I Hear You Knocking. These tracks would prove to be both McGuinness Flint and Dave Edmonds' biggest hits.
1971 Christmas race had various tunes fighting it out, but perhaps not the winner that anyone expected. Glam rock, a genre that would soon go hand in hand with Christmas classics, had emerged by now, and two of the front runners were in the Christmas 71 chart. Slade's Cause I Love You was at three. T-Rex were at number two with Jeepster. But not even the might of Slade and T-Rex could keep this next guy off the top. Benny Hill first wrote Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West, in 1955 for an unfilmed screenplay about his milkman experiences. He first performed the song on the Benny Hill Show in 1970 and then recorded it for his album Words and Music the next year. Released as a single, it caught on and continued the tradition set by the scaffold of novelty and one-off songs hitting the Christmas top spot. You could hear the offbeats pound as they raced across the ground and the clatter of the wheels as they spun round and round. And he galloped into Market Street, his badge upon his chest. His name was Ernie, and he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. Now Ernie loved a widow, a lady known as Sue. She lived all alone in Lily Lane at number 22. They said she was too good for him, she was haughty, proud and chic. But Ernie got his cocoa there three times every week. They called him Ernie. And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. She said she'd like to bathe in milk. He said, all right, sweetheart. And when he'd finished work one night, he loaded up the cart. He said, you want it pasteurized, cause pasteurized is best. She says, Ernie, I'll be happy if it comes up to me chest. <laughs> that tickled old Ernie. And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. Now Ernie had a rival. A evil-looking man called Tutan Ted from Teddington and he drove the baker's van. He tempted her with his treacle tarts and his tasty oatmeal bread and when she seen the size of his hot meat pies it very near turned her head. She nearly swooned at his macaroon and he said, now if you treat me right, you'll have hot rolls every morning and crumpets every night. He knew once she sampled his layer cake he'd have his wicked way and all Ernie had to offer was a pint of milk a day. Poor and he drove the fastest milk car in the West. One lunchtime, Ted saw Ernie's awesome cart outside her door. He drove him mad to find it was still there at half past four. And as he leapt down from his van, off blood through his veins did course. And he went across to Ernie's cart and he didn't half kick his horse, whose name was Trigger. And he pulled the fastest milk car in the West. Now Ernie rushed out into the street, his gold top in his hand. He said, if you want to marry Susie, you fight for her like a man. Oh, why don't we play cards for her, he sneeringly replied. And just to make it interesting, we'll have a shilling on the side. Now Ernie dragged him from his van and beneath the blazing sun, they stood there face to face and Ted went for his bun. But Ernie was too quick, things didn't go the way Ted planned And a strawberry-flavoured yoghurt sent it spinning from his hand Now Sushi ran between them and tried to keep them apart And Ernie pushed her aside and a rock cake caught him under his heart And he looked up in pained surprise and the concrete hardened crust Of a stale pork pie caught him in the eye and Ernie bit the dust Poor Ernie Ernie And he drove the fastest milk cart in the West Ernie was only 52, he didn't want to die. But now he's gone to make deliveries in that milk round in the sky. Where the customers are angels and ferocious dogs are banned. And a milkman's life is full of fun in that fairy dairy land. But a woman's needs are manifold. And Sue, she married Ted. But strange things happened on their wedding night as they lay in their bed. Was that the trees a-rustling, or the hinges of the gate? Or Ernie's ghostly gold tops a-rattling in their crate? They won't forget Ernie! Ernie! And he drove the fastest milk car in the West! 
The Christmas number one race was starting to pick up speed by 72. Earlier that year, the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards scored a massive hit with a version of Amazing Grace, and they followed it up with Little Drummer Boy, which was at number 13 that week. You may have thought that John Lennon's festive peace anthem Happy Christmas War Is Over was a number one single, but it peaked at number four for Christmas 72. Recorded with Yoko Ono, the Plastic Ono Band and the Harlem Community Choir, Lennon became the first Beatle to release a Christmas song. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear ones The old and the young T-Rex were back and we're at number three with solid gold easy action Two more novelty tracks forced it out in 72. Chuck Berry made a return to the charts, but with a different kind of tune to the likes of Johnny B. Good, his innuendo-laden My Dingaling, already a number one, was the Christmas number two. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string, she told me it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling, But the number one carried on where it left off the previous year by going to something of a novelty hit, except this time it was one for the grands. It went to the youngest ever person to hit the top, nine-year-old little Jimmy Osmond. Beating his own brothers, who were at number five of Crazy Horses, his long-haired lover from Liverpool was bought by mums and grandmas everywhere and was the winner of 72. Nineteen seventy-three was one of the all-time classic Christmas number one races, and by now it had become a fully-fledged tradition. In fact, it could be argued that the essence of the Christmas number one and a race to the top spot all began here. There were some festive anthems released that year, but didn't perform as well as you may have expected at the time. 
Elton John's Step Into Christmas is considered one of the best festive pop songs today, but somehow he only managed number 26. It wouldn't be until 2019 that it finally reached the top 10. So Alternative Christmas choice that year was Steel Ice Band's Gaudete, which was at number 14 that week. The Seekers were back, but this time as the new Seekers with You Won't Find Another Fool Like Me at 3. Glam rock still ruled though, with three of the top four being Glam's leading stars of the time. You may have presumed that Wizard's Christmas anthem, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, was at least number two that year, but it only ever peaked at number four. It would go on to have many more chart runs over the years, and return to the top ten for the first time since 73 in 2019. Roy Woods band enlisted Birmingham's Stockland Green School Choir for what would become one of the UK's most popular Christmas songs ever. Gary Glitter was arguably the biggest pop star around in the UK in 73. Already a number one, his I Love You Love Me Love was the runner-up that year. But the number one of 73 was possibly the UK's most popular Christmas pop song of all time, Slade's Merry Christmas Everybody. In the UK at least, it's not quite Christmas until you hear Noddy Holder telling you so. The song came about after Slade's Jim Lee wrote a new song's basic verse melody and then remembered a song Noddy Holder had got rid of in 1967. Called Buy Me A Rocking Chair, it was Noddy's first solo composition. In 73, Noddy and the band started writing Merry Christmas Everybody. Here's Jim Lee himself. They gave the feeling uh, of a 1970s English Christmas. Bang on the money. It had a, a warm generous, comforting feeling, which is what everybody would want out of Christmas. But also, at that time in England, there were a lot of strikes, a lot of people weren't at work, electricity was going off. It was a very dark, black time. It is definitely a song of hope because of Look to the Future now. It's only just begun. Before its release, the song had about half a million advance orders and it became their sixth number one single. Slade's record label Polydor had to use their French pressing plant to keep up with the phenomenal demand, and the song sold over one million copies. It even stayed at number one until mid-January, and was re-released many times and re-entered the UK charts, even before downloads and streaming came into effect. Noddy has referred to the song as his pension scheme, as it earns him an estimated half a million pounds a year thanks to royalties.
1974 continued where 73 left off, with several festive tracks trying their best. Glam rocker Shawaddy Waddy gave it a go, but their Hey Mr. Christmas finished at number 23. The goodies went for the comedy factor with Father Christmas Do Not Touch Me hitting number 13. Father Christmas Do Not Touch Me Father Christmas Do Not Touch Me Father Christmas Do Not Touch Me As she stood beneath the mistletoe Father Christmas Do Not Touch Father Christmas Do Not Touch the biggest act of 1974 were the Wombles, who had several top 10 hits, including Wombling Merry Christmas, which was at number 5 that week. Rubettes were the latest big pop band that year and Jukebox Drive was at three. Seventies classic rock at its finest. You ain't seen nothing yet from Buckman Turner Overdrive. Finish as a runner-up in '74. However, it was another glam rock Christmas song at the top in '74, and another festive favourite, Mud's Lonely This Christmas. Written and produced by songwriting powerhouse duo Nicky Chin and Mike Chapman, Lonely This Christmas was Mud's second number one single in the UK, and was made famous for its Top of the Pops performance in which singer Les Gray sang to a ventriloquist dummy. As Gray himself said, the song was made as a pastiche of Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas. Lonely This Christmas started off as, I'd love to say it was a sincere tribute to Elvis Presley, but it wasn't. It was a complete another send up but then people took it seriously people started crying people sitting in the front of the audience with tears rolling down their face and was going oh my god it was embarrassing Lonely and cold It'll be cold 
when you and I were here. We never thought there'd be an end. And I remember looking at you then. And I remember thinking that Christmas must have been made for us. Because darling, this is the time of year that you really, you really need love. was full of festive cheer once more and some of the most random entries ever. Christmas favourite Mike Oldfield's in Dolce Jubilo criminally stalled at number 22. Goody's tried again, this time with Make a Daft Noise for Christmas at 20. Probably not one that you'll find on the now Christmas compilations. Naughty reggae act Judge Dredd was at number 14 with his Christmas in Dreadland. Rudolph the deer's nose is so cold and numb But not the deers behind him It's stuck up Rudolph's bum Even more random was at number 10 DJ Chris Hill took his cut and paste record Renta Santa all the way to number 10 Here is a news flash We have just heard that Father Christmas is unable to do his rounds this year due to industrial trouble in Greenland Therefore a replacement must be found we are going over now to the office of Renta Santa. Miss Singleton, who has actually applied for the job? Same old faces, eh? Have you any suggestions of your own? Good idea. Former Eurovision winner Dana was at number four with It's Gonna Be a Cold, Cold Christmas. It's gonna be a cold, cold Christmas without you. Dreaming of us Another random entry was Laurel and Hardy's Trail of the Lonesome Pine from their 1937 film Way Out West at number three after being championed by John Peel on Radio 1. In the pale moonshine, a heart sent wine, where she carved her name, and I carved mine or June, or June just like, like the, the mountains are blue, like the pine. The top two were both absolute classics. One was very Christmassy, while the other wasn't so much. Greg Lake from the prog rock supergroup Emerson Lake and Palmer had a surprise single success with I Believe in Father Christmas. A song co-writer Lake said was about the commercialisation of Christmas and utilised Sergei Prokhiev's famous instrumental riff. In the end, it had to settle for second place. They said there'll be snow at Christmas They said there'll be peace on earth But instead it just kept on raining A veil of tears for the virgin birth I remember one Christmas morning A winter's light and a distant choir And the peal of a bell and that Christmas tree smell And eyes full of tinsel and fire
Lake was beaten by what is often voted the greatest song of all time. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody took off and became one of the UK's best-selling singles ever, spending nine weeks at the top. Greg Lake later said, I got beaten by one of the greatest records ever made. I would have been pissed off if I'd been beaten by Cliff. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes Look up to the skies and see I'm just a poor boy I need no sympathy Because I'm easy come, easy go Little high, little low Any way the wind blows Doesn't really matter
More festive classics followed in 1976. Ring out solstice bells from folk rock group Jethro Tull crept in at number 28. believe it but he was there again chris hill equaled his previous year's success with his follow-up record bionic santa also at number 10 here is a special announcement guess who just got back today rent a santa oh no oh no oh no 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 oh yes but this year he's traded in his reindeer for a motorbike abba with the new monarchs of pop and money 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 was at number three Glam pop hero Shawadi Wadi gave it the best shot and were the Christmas number two in 1976 with Under the Moon of Love. It was another Christmas classic at the top, but quite the surprise comeback at the time. Johnny Mathis was a popular crooner back in the 50s and 60s and had a very successful Christmas album in the States, but he seemingly came out of nowhere in 1976 to win the Christmas number one with When a Child is Born. The original melody of the song was called Salado, a tune from 1974 by Italian composer Ciro D'Amico. The English language lyrics were later written by Fred Jay, who also wrote many hits for Boney M, such as Rasputin and Mar Baker. It proved to be Johnny Mathis' biggest hit in the UK and sold over 800,000 copies. everyone's neighbor and misery and suffering will be words to be forgotten forever it's all a dream and illusion now 
must come true Sometime soon, somehow All across the land Dawns a brand new morn This comes to pass When a child is Nineteen seventy-seven was not as Christmassy as previous years, but still a milestone nonetheless. A reissue of Bing Crosby's White Christmas was that year's number five, just a couple of months after his death at the age of seventy-four. I'm of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. The treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow Bee Gees Ballad, How Deep Is Your Love from Saturday Night Fever was at number three. And you come to me on a summer breeze Keep me warm in your love Then you softly leave it's me you need to show How deep is your Popularised by Terry Wogan, the Brighouse and Rastrick Brass Band's floral dance was the surprise runner-up in 77. Ten years after the Beatles last scored a Christmas number one, Paul McCartney took the prize again, this time with Wings and Mull of Kintyre. The song was written in tribute to the Kintyre Peninsula in Scotland where McCartney has owned High Park Farm since 1966. The song uses the Scottish traditional folk melody of Old Lang Syne, cleverly giving it a certain Christmassy end-of-year feel. The single was then the best-selling in the UK ever, selling over two million copies, and it is still the fourth best-selling single ever when only counting paid-for purchases. Of Kintyre, on me strolling in from the sea. My desire is always to be on all of Kintyre. Far have I traveled and much have I seen. Mountains with valleys of green, past painted deserts, the sun sets on fire as he carries me home to the Mall of
1978 saw the Eagles version of Please Come Home for Christmas, but only at number 30 that year. Please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. If not for Christmas, by New Year's night. Friends and relations. Faring slightly better were the Smurfs and Father Abraham. Earlier that year, the Smurfs song was a massive hit. And one of their follow-ups, Christmas in Smurfland, was at 19. Christmas, Christmas, in Smurfin land. Christmas, Christmas, let's walk hand in hand. Christmas, Christmas, hear the bells chime. The world's full of magic For it's Christmas time Comedy parody group The Baron Knights had a surprise comeback as well with a taste of aggro, a medley of Mickey takes of big hits that year including the Smurfs and it peaks at number 3 Where are you all coming from? We're from Dartmoor on the run <laughs> How did you work out your route? What were you in Dartmoor for? We borrowed a scythe from the bank next door. Why do you all talk this way? Cause we're from Kefford. The two disco supergroups battled it out for the Christmas prize in 78. In the end, the village people settled for number two with YMCA, a future number one. But Boney M were absolutely huge in the late 70s and their festive hit Mary's Boy Child Oh My Lord, one of the top 10 best-selling singles of all time to this day, was 1978's Christmas chart topper. It was half a cover of Harry Belafonte's 1957 Christmas number one Mary's Boy Child and a new composition called Oh My Lord. The single was recorded in a hurry in early November, included in the group's live set and rushed out at the end of the month, selling over 1.8 million copies. born on Christmas Day, and man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Long time ago in Bethlehem, though the Holy Because 
1979, missing out on the top 40 for Christmas, but climbing to number 28 the week after, was a merry jingle, a Christmas medley by a one-off supergroup featuring Thin Lizzy's Phil Larnett and two Sex Pistols. Two years after his death, the reissue of Elvis Presley's It Won't Seem Like Christmas Without You got to number 22. But it won't seem like Christmas without you For too many miles are between But if I get the one thing that I'm wishing for Then I'll see you tonight in my dream. And Paul McCartney had the sole festive tune in 1979's Christmas Top 10, and surprisingly, Wonderful Christmas Time only managed number 7. The mood is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on, the feeling's here That only comes, this time of year Simply having a wonderful Christmas time Simply having a wonderful Christmas time The choir of children sing their song 
and one of the biggest groups at the time were the police. Walking on the Moon had already hit number one and was at number three for Christmas. But it was very much pop versus rock at the top in 79, with pop for once having to settle for number two at Christmas. ABBA just missed out on the Christmas prize, with the wintry I Have a Dream finishing in second place. However, it was a rather unfestive song that was the last Christmas number one of the decade, and a rare single from Pink Floyd. A protest song about abusive schooling, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, was a huge success, helped in part to its distinctive lyrics and school choir backing. When producer Bob Ezrin heard the song had a somewhat disco beat, he was convinced it could become a hit. The band resisted, saying they didn't release singles, but while the band was away, he arranged for Islington Green School's choir to perform the verse, and Ezrin was proved right. Pink Floyd, despite probably never caring whatsoever about scoring a Christmas number one, grabbed the crown in 79. So that was the 70s, arguably the golden era of the Christmas number one race, and certainly the decade where the nation's love and fascination for the achievement truly began. Next time it's the 1980s, full of charity records, more Christmas classics, and truly surprising chart toppers. Oh,